is your life going? Could you use some improvement somewhere? Typically, we could all use a little push, guidance, and transformation. Welcome to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. In this enlightening hour, you'll hear from experts to help you get to that next level. Are you ready to have some fun and get motivated? Here is your host, Dr. Faith Brown. Well, good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday here in New York City. We're so happy you could join us. I'd like to say a big hello to all of our listeners around the world, um, both domestically and internationally. Thank you guys so much for joining us and for supporting this program. We would not be here were it not for you. So thank you so very much. And I don't know about you, but every time... I hear the score to this show, I just have to move. I mean, Bane Desole by Sandra Pay. I have to give a big, big, big shout out to the legendary, the iconic percussionist, Mr. Lenny White. Lenny, if you're listening, thank you so very much. That score is so hot. I love it. Thank you so much. We're getting uh, some wonderful comments and about it as well. So you guys uh, go over to iTunes, go over to Amazon, download it, pick it up. You will definitely appreciate it. Um, on today's show, guys, I, I have to tell you, I'm really, really excited to have um, this guest in the person of Miss Amanda Cumberbatch. And one of the primary reasons um, that I, I'm so happy that she agreed to come onto the show is not only is she beautiful inside and out, she is a real human being with a real story. She has um, journeyed through um, a sequence of events of love, having loving, taken a time out, and finding love again with the same person <laughs> that many of us sometimes go, hmm, would we do that? So because she has uh, been down that road, she has learned a lot. She is she has come out on the other end, vibrant, whole and healthy and was more than willing and courageous enough to share her story with us today Um I just have to say, I just have to thank her for, for agreeing to come on because there have been a many a women in this circumstance that are perhaps sitting somewhere right now contemplating if they should give love a second chance. And um, so it's, it's quite refreshing to hear from someone who's actually traveled that road and is willing to share with us today. Amanda, are you with us? I am right here. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am great. I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's such a privilege. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm actually very, very honored um, to be a part of the show. This is really, really amazing, awesome work <laughs> that you're doing. So I'm really happy. <laughs> uh, we have had the pleasure of just doing a little bit of work together um, recently, um, I think maybe several months ago. Uh, but, you know, to have you on the show is something quite different. So I'd like to just introduce you, give a brief intro, if you will, um, just introduce you to our listening audience. Um, for all of you guys who have not had the pleasure of meeting this beautiful woman, let me just give you a brief um, 
bio on her and um, maybe you'll kind of understand uh, why I'm so taken with her. <laughs> uh, Miss Cumberbatch, diversity and inclusion specialist, web developer and digital marketing consultant and strategist works with several companies and individuals primarily in the sports supplement industry. She graduated from the University of Massachusetts Amherst with a bachelor's, bachelor's of art in sociology and later obtained a master's in student development and personal services. And while most of her professional career has been in higher education, Amanda's interest in fitness, health, and beauty blossomed, making her a sounding board to many women and, uh, and, to, and a popular blogger, as well as a contributing member and writer to popular fitness websites such as bodybuilder.com. Amanda has been with her partner and soon-to-be husband again for over 20 years, which is why we're here. They have two children, a grandson, and a granddaughter on the way. Um, Thank you so much for being here, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. And what is interesting is this is a platform um, where we engage relationships on every level. And, of course, you have had relationships uh, with the fitness world. And now you're in the tech world and all of that kind of fuels and kind of feeds into your personal relationships because the dynamics of who we are in one area kind of, you know, fuel spills over into who we are personally. So it's uh, I think this is going to make for a great hour <laughs> of discussion. I agree. How, <laughs> how you bring all of this together. So um, in your bio, it says that you've been with your partner and soon to be husband again for over 20 years. So will you share with our audience a little bit of your story? Oh, where do I start? Um, (laughs) Well, Stephen and I have been together since we were 18 years old. Um, And uh, we had our first child um, at 19. We're very young, we struggled, we we grew together, and we also grew apart. Um, So uh, we actually, got officially divorced in 2011, as in mm-hmm. court documents, you know, the whole shebang, everything, whole shebang. Um, wow. we, we've, you know, had our kids uh, very young, and um, it's been a journey of, of financial struggles, of, of love, emotional distress, um, you know, everything, all of the above, all mixed in together. And uh, we we reunited. We got back together around 2012. And I'll say by 2013 is when we actually knew, like, okay, this is it. This is the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. And this is after the divorce. So it's not like we woke up one day and we just knew. So we it took us 20 years to get there, but we got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you made it. But you made it. So there are just so many questions, you know, rolling around in my head that I'd like to ask you. Um, But let's start here. Is it possible for you to share with us without compromising yourself why you actually divorced? Um, You know, the bottom line is I I wasn't happy. You know, I think um, when you bring in all the situations, it, you know, financial, like I mentioned before, financial finances, um, uh, just our living situation, just, you know, dealing with the kids, being a woman and also being pressured to take care of the home. 
um, you know, laundry, cooking, cleaning, as well as mm-hmm, bringing mm-hmm. income. Income. It, the pressure was just enormous, and I, yes. I, I have, I could not manage, and I felt alone. I felt like I had to do everything by myself, and that becomes very overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I think for my, for me, I became very detached emotionally. I started detaching myself because yes. I didn't feel like he was emotionally present with with everything that was on my plate. Yes. So um, we just, we, I just, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy at all. And, uh, you know, I ended up meeting someone else. And, and I just, you know, at that point, I, you know, I knew I was like, okay, I have to get out of this marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I thought was going to be a better situation actually ended up um, a horrible situation that put me back on the right path. So as terrible as the situation with the other person was, it, it yes. brought me to where I needed to be. Um, and wow. that, for that, I am very grateful. Wow. Wow. A full circle moment, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And wow. the situation, it wasn't, it wasn't a good situation that I was in. It was somebody who became, you know, verbally and emotionally abusive. And, you know, having been with my, my husband, I never experienced that type of, of abuse, that type of distress. And that's when I, I was like, well, this, this is what's out in the real world. This is what, you know, this is what awaits me. This is what dating is about. I'm like, I'm not sure I want to be a part of this. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. Um, it's real. So, it's really interesting when you dis- when you discover that the grass isn't always greener, huh? Absolutely, and that's when it was a, a wake up moment for for me to just kind of, all right, girl, get it together, and uh-huh. um, and also I relied heavily on on Stephen's financial support. You know where, and that's because I, even though I have more education than he did. Because I was a mother and I was in the home, I was never afforded the time or the energy to be able to pursue my career full on to be mm-hmm. able to gain that type of income. You know, I feel like even though I am educationally I'm a few steps ahead, you know, as far as experience, I'm always going to be behind because I never had the time. Wow. So, you wow. know, that was that was also a big, big deal. Sure. And that's. Um, not unlike uh, many women, things that women experience in terms of the stressors, both inside and outside of the home. And I'd like to get more into that as well as um, kind of address the questions around the people we are at 18 when we're engaging love and relationships. And for some of us, that's kind of around the time of our first love. Uh, But the people, the person, our personalities, even our brain development, the people we are at 18 isn't necessarily the people we are at age, say, age 30 or age 40, because we typically evolve over time. So actually, when we get back from our first break, I'd like to just talk to you a little bit more about um, the lenses and the stressors, perhaps, that you were experiencing at such a young age. And then, you know, later, as you evolved, um, you know, and, and, and matured, how that may have impacted your relationship. Let's talk about that, get a bit more into that when we get back. Guys, you're listening to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and my special guest today, Miss Amanda Cumberbatch. We're opening the phone lines, you guys. Take the number 888-346-9141, 888-346-9141. We'll be back with Amanda in just a few minutes. Stay with us. 
enrich your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's AskDrFaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and my guest, Miss Amanda Cumberbatch. Again, we'd like to thank all of our listeners from around the world who are tuning in and supporting this program. And a big, big, big shout out to Mr. Lenny White for lending his support by way of providing the score for this for this season's show, Bain Desolé by Sandra Pay. Guys, please go download it. Go to iTunes. Go to Amazon. Um, I think you'll be delighted. You'll find yourself, you know, moving to the beat as I do <laughs> every time I listen to it. At when we before going to break, Amanda was sharing with us her experience, her journey through love of having found love at a very young age, taking a break, taking a time out, and then finding love again over the period of 20 years. And because we have that expansive uh, of time, I wanted to just inquire of you, Amanda, if you would mm-hmm. permit, when you met him at 18 and you guys fell in love, right? I'm sure you had certain expectations of what you thought love was, what it was going to be like. And as you began to grow in love and in a relationship, acquiring a family, taking on a family, taking on job responsibilities, and all of the rewards and stressors that come with that, how would you say that then impacted you, um, let's say, when you were 30? Because the people we are at 18, are that, that person is a different person than we are at 30, So what was in your mind? What were you thinking at that time when you were 18 versus when you were 30? Well, actually, when I was 18, you know, when most 18-year-olds are probably, you know, getting ready to go hang out, go to parties, um, Mm -hmm. you, you know, I had a bit of a different childhood and teenage years. I went to college when I was actually 16, so that 
kind of put me in a yeah on a different um, level. So um, by the time I was eighteen, I'll say I was pretty mature, but because of the way I was raised, I believe I was still um, wanting that fantasy relationship. You know that mm-hmm. that. Um, the wedding, you know, the, yes. the roses, somebody who would sweep <laughs> me off my feet. But I got a reality check because I got pregnant. So okay, it, okay. Didn't, it didn't happen that way. Um, so I, I'll say we matured together pretty quickly. Um, we were always willing to do the work. We were always willing to be there for our kids. Um, yes. You know, I think my priority was my education. That's always been the utmost biggest priority in my life always has and will always be so Mm -hmm. my you know that's where I was um that's where my head was always at but we always did the work um and I think over the years when you have more responsibilities and and you know the finances get a little more realistic and and more stressful and and you know things need to be purchased and and you know big decisions need to be made um that's where i felt like we kind of fell apart where, yes, we were able to get things done, but I don't know if we were communicating. So I'll say communication is, mm. is where we lack, um, yes. where we were not one. Yes. Um, so we weren't, we didn't speak much. And then we also, because again, I was focused on one thing and he was focused on a different thing. Um, we kind of grew apart. You know, I felt like I wasn't part of his world and he wasn't part of mine. So by the time we were 30, it was like we had two completely different lives. Um, wow. Okay. You know, and what were so, you focused yeah. on? What were you focused on and what was he focused on? I, I, I'll say what you mean by the time I was, I was 30 or 18. You'd mentioned that along the way, because of, you know, you guys getting older, more responsibilities, that he mm-hmm. was focused on one thing, he, you were focused on another, subsequently you guys grew apart. What were you focusing uh, on and what was he focusing on? I believe um, he was more focused on making money. Because okay. again, that's what, that's what fell on his, on his plate. You know, he was the provider. So I feel like he always had that weight of being able to support us financially, where for me, um, you know, personally, I felt like throughout the years in some illnesses, and I, you know, I don't want to go into too many sure. details, but I, I have a condition when I get pregnant called hyperemesis. So mm-hmm. having dealt with that in a few pregnancies, I felt like my body just became, I felt weak. So then my okay. focus became getting stronger. And then I got into fitness and then I got into fitness competitions. And from there, it was like I was on a completely different world. So that that wow. fitness career, the fitness thing kind of sucked me into a point where I just became, um, it's almost like I became, uh, uh, I had an alter ego. I became someone else. And, mm-hmm. and, and that fed me. I felt like, well, in this world, I am somebody, I am something I'm admired. Yeah. People talk to me, you know, I, I come home, you know, I do the work and I get a trophy. That wasn't happening at home. I'm doing all this work mm. with that damn trophy, <laughs> you know, wow. so I felt like I, you know, that's when I got really focused into my fitness and because it was mine, it was my thing. It was my discipline. I didn't share it with him at all. You know, I had a completely set of, of friends um, that were my friends. He had absolutely mm-hmm. no clue what that world wow. um, was, you know, what was in it. Absolutely no clue. He was supportive, but 
completely out of it. And that, wow. that, um, that I believe kind of, kind of made that, that, um, divide even, even stronger and thicker. Like I, I feel like, you know, having those two different worlds and not being able to merge them really put a, a lot of stress on our relationship. Well, that you, you know, you bring up a very important point, right? Um, Whenever there are stressors, whenever there are stressors, you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention to what's going on. And one of the key factors is maintaining communication. And you'd mentioned that communication fell by the wayside. So you guys are now on two totally different uh, journeys. And Mm -hmm. you found the attention, the appreciation that you were looking for in a totally different place. And because there was no communication, you guys were not sharing that. I interviewed a a wonderful, wonderful uh, gentleman uh, last season. You guys, I'm sure everyone in the New York area knows him, Mr. G. Keith Alexander, who mentioned in his tips for relationships the importance of attention, appreciation, and affection. And if you're receiving that outside of your primary relationship, and there is no communication going on, then you're right. The chasm between the two can become quite large and it becomes hard to merge that. So recognizing that you guys are on two totally different paths, you make a decision. What went into making the decision to finally go your separate ways? Um, I, I actually... You know, it's funny. My my mom still asks me why why did you get divorced, and I think his family mm-hmm. was like, "Why do you guys go through all of that?" Um, and as much as I regret the money I wasted on that, <laughs> ultimately we got back together. I think it was much much needed. Um, mm-hmm. It was just it just got to the point where I was getting all that attention elsewhere. I, it wasn't happening at home at all. And then on top of that, we had, you know, our children going through their teenage years. Oh, my goodness. Those <laughs> Oh, thank goodness they're out of that because they were very difficult on all of us as a family, you know, especially with our daughter going through a lot, a lot. Um, so, you know, it was just really hard. And I, I wanted to run. I wanted mm-hmm. to get out of it. I wanted a break. I was just so tired of doing so much that I just, I wanted out, you know, there was just no way around it. And, you know, unfortunately the way that I left wasn't, you know, wasn't the most kosher. (laughs) It Mm -hmm. wasn't, um, it wasn't nice. And I just, you know, I, I, it was, it was time, you know, I felt like, um, and, you know, actually looking back, I, wanted to take more time in making the decision to get a divorce. But because yes. I, by then I was already involved with someone else, he wanted me to get the divorce. So he was pushing mm. and pushing. I personally wasn't ready. But nonetheless, it, it was, you know, it was necessary. And it did happen. Um, and, you know, it, it, I, I don't regret it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I think we both really needed it. Um, mm-hmm. I needed it. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So once divorced, what did you learn about yourself? Um, I became self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I became um, skillful. I was able to master my skills. I was able to, um, you know, my first few years in college, I was an engineering student um, at 16. So I was able to 
to apply everything that I remember learning from engineering into being, be, you know, being able to develop websites and being able to code. So I, I just, I became a student of my own skill. So I, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time alone. Um, I wasn't really uh, entertaining anything or, or anyone. Um, so I think just developing myself as a person, becoming mm-hmm. financially independent, being able to purchase my own vehicle, those little things kind of helped me get in touch with who I was and what I needed to do yes. for myself. And yes. once I once I spent all that time, I spent a, a, such a, a lot of time, tremendous amount of time by myself mm-hmm. in, in solitude and in silence. And I... That was probably the most helpful thing I could have ever done for myself. You know, mm. looking back, I'm, how old am I now? I don't, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped counting at 28. But, you know, over all the years I've been alive, that time alone has been the most precious time I've spent with myself, in my own yes. presence, in my own thoughts, listening to my own heart, my own, you know, breathing. And I, I wouldn't change that for the world. And after doing that and spending so much time alone, um, we just, we just, it just happened. We just kind of got back together. It wasn't, there was no pressure. There was no, you know, there was no need. We just wanted to be together. You know, it was, it was just, it was natural. Well, we're going to we're going to actually get to that part. What it sounds like, though, happened is that you spent some time growing. You spent some time maturing. You spent some time evolving and coming into your own, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, so important when it comes to what we bring to the table. As you know, um, we believe here um, at uh, on, on this show and at the Brown Wellness Group in vertical relationships and forming horizontal relationships. Uh, the, the alignment of our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, you know, in having them become whole before we can then engage in a very healthy way, any healthy way, our horizontal relationships. So it sounds like um, the time away or during the, uh, or post-divorce, you spent time maturing and aligning your mind, body, and spirit and gaining a sense of your own strength as a woman that that you did not know about yourself at 18 or at 20. You gained a sense of yourself. It's time for us to go to our second break. So thank you so much, guys. Hang in here with us. You're listening to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and my guest, Amanda Cumberbatch. We'll be right back. Stay with us. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. 
From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply. I'm here with my guest, Mr. Miss, Miss Amanda Cumberbatch, who is actually causing us to think twice about love. She's the topic of this show is, hmm, <laughs> is love worth a second chance? And she's helping us to answer that question today. So I urge you that if you have any questions for her, uh, please give us a call at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, before we went to break, we were discussing her timeout period, the period of time she she got divorced and she was spending time with herself. Um, so let me ask you, Amanda, you'd mentioned uh, one of the challenges prior to getting divorced was that you guys were in different lanes you were more focused on building you and you know you were in the fitness world because of some things that had happened and you gained a sense of your own strength and eventually uh, exited the marriage let me just ask you how did your self-image as it related to you know competing and the way you viewed yourself how did that affect how you leaned into your relationship. Oh, I felt invisible. I was just, you know, I felt strong. <laughs> yes. I felt like, um, you know, I think when it comes to gender and gender roles, I felt like I could do both. You know, I felt like I just, I can do what he can do. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, mm-hmm. I was on a completely different different mindset. Um, it made me stronger. It made me more disciplined, more focused. So I wouldn't say it was all bad. But in the meantime, it also made me develop some really um, interesting eating habits and, re- you know, with, in my relationship with food. <laughs> so it was very stressful. You know, I, it all, when I compete, you know, when a person competes, we take about three months of just very strict dieting, um, you know, going to the gym twice a day for an hour, Mm -hmm. an hour and a half each time. So all those things, you know, the time that I'm at the gym is taken away from my family. So that wasn't always a great thing. Um, That stressed our relationship. Okay. Um, Yeah. And did your own self-image in terms of how you looked at your body, how your body was changing, did that have an effect at all? Um, yeah, for the better, I would say, you know, I feel like um, it made me feel good about myself and what I was capable to mm-hmm. do with my body. It made me feel mm-hmm. in control. 
when we get sick, we lose control of our bodies. You know, we, you know, I had, I was dealing with something that I was just like, God, why me? Why can't I control this? So the fact that I was able to manipulate my body to look the way that I wanted to look, um, mm-hmm. you know, if I looked at this magazine and I was like, look at her shoulders, I could get like that. I was able to do it. So it wow. made me feel amazing. I feel empowered. I feel great. Wow. Um, you know, coming off competitions, that's a whole different story. Yes. You know, yes. Um, I can imagine. So I can imagine. So yes. I actually, so, so we actually have a caller coming in, but before we take the call, let me ask you part two of that. Did his perception of you affect your relationship? Um, I think it was more questions than, than affecting, um, how he saw me. It was more, why does she need this? You know, why mm. is she doing it? And he tolerated it. You know, that's the great thing about him is that he, he was supportive as much as he could be. Um, and he tolerated it, but he questioned it. And, you know, looking back now, I see why it makes sense. Yes. Um, you know, and again, it was taking time away from him. And from our kids. Um, so that affected everything. Wow. Wow. Well, listen, we have a caller on the line. Laura from okay. New York City would like to join the conversation. So, Erin, um, if you would, would you um, let would you open the line for Laura and let her uh, ask her question of Miss Cumberbatch? Yes, Good morning, Laura. Laura. Good morning, Dr. Faith. How are you? I'm a I huge am, follower. I am great. How are you? Um, well, thank you. Um, I also want to say thank you so much to Amanda for sharing on such a very sensitive and uh, vulnerable subject matter. Um, yes. So I, I don't want to take up too much of the time, so I'll just delve into the question that I had for Amanda. Um, Amanda, did you feel um, that your decision to um, more or less get into your zone of fitness was something that you needed for yourself for self-appreciation or validation. Maybe you felt that um, your spouse or your family just became so comfortable and gained expectation over you being a mother and a wife that you kind of missed out on the thank yous or the we appreciate you, we Mm -hmm. are so grateful for everything that you do, so you felt that you needed possibly, you know, an outside activity where you felt um, you know, appreciated and recognized. Mm-hmm. Great question. I think that that's not even a question. I think you answered it right then and there. That was amazing and very well put. And that is that's exactly how I felt. Um, I'm listening. I'm hearing an echo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-oh. So that's that. That's exactly how I felt. Um, you know, I I have spent so many years caring for everyone else that it. I I was like, well, what about me? So that was my my outlet. That was where I became strong. That's where I got to be with myself. Um, And like I said earlier, it also helped me get stronger because I was, with the illness that I was dealing with, I was so weak. I couldn't lift anything. I just, I felt sluggish. I was tired all the time. Fitness got me out of that. Um, So it was Mm -hmm. tremendous help. So you are absolutely correct. Well, again, I thank you and I applaud you. And you, as Maya Angelou says, you are a phenomenal woman indeed. (laughs) Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. And, you know, that that actually brings us to, like, our, our 
our, our next transition because once you begin to gain a sense of who you are, you're becoming a whole person. This whole mind, body, spirit alignment is coming into play for you. So since that is the case, can you tell us or share with us um, what inspired you to give love a second look prior to actually, you know, reuniting? What was it that tapped you on the shoulder to say, hmm, maybe I want to take a second look with Stephen? Because, you know, many of us consider throwing the baby out with the bathwater, thinking I've been there, I've done that, I, you know, this it didn't work the first time, so there's no need to try it again. I'm moving on, you know, to greener pastures. So what inspired you to give Stephen and the relationship a second look? I... You know, I actually cannot remember, I I can and I can't remember exactly what it was that inspired me, but I do know that deep down in my heart, just being around him, um, because we became friends before we actually got back together and being in his presence and him opening up his home to me and hanging around and spending more time with him. I actually, I would look at him and I knew, I was like, wow, if, if this is the person I want to be buried next to. So when I knew that, when I yes. knew that that I wanted to be buried next to him, that's when I knew that, that that's, that's the person that I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. Whether it be as a friend, uh, as a partner, husband, it didn't matter to me at that point because I was so okay with everything and with myself. Um, you know, yes. it's like I came full circle that it didn't matter how it happened. Um, mm-hmm. And again, we didn't plan it. It just happened. So it just, it was like a natural progression of where things went. Um, in the past, when we got into fights and separated, there was always a need. There was always a financial need or a care or I was afraid of being alone. Um, yes. And there was, there was none of that this time around. So it just, it was, like I said, it was a, just a natural progression. It just happened. Um, wow. And I just, I just knew. And I also felt like um, when I feel the love, it feels like air. It feels like absolutely ah. nothing. It feels ah. just so stress-free, so light. Wow. There's no commotion. There's no tension. There's no anger. There's no jealousy. It just, it just is. It, it feels, and it's funny when I explain to people, it just feels <laughs> like nothing. It feels what like, a beautiful like, analogy. Yeah. <laughs> what a so beautiful just analogy. Having, just having that feeling um, inside, inside of myself, you know, and just in, in, in my environment and my surroundings when I'm with him and being mm-hmm. able to be myself and being mm-hmm. okay with that and being, being content okay and that. calm, you know, having that peace. Yes. It just, I think that's what I've always wanted and needed and it it happened it took 20 years but it happened (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing that's amazing well let me just ask you this before going to our next break um you mentioned that this was a very organic process for you and Stephen. You know, once you you know you'd uh, evolved into uh, a higher uh, a higher self, evolved into your higher self. This just kind of happened organically. But are there things that you can kind of look back on and maybe give our listening audience for those who are in healthy relationships and who are you know healthy and whole, uh, but are contemplating this? They're in contemplation mode right now. Are there one of one or two things that you can share with them? Uh, to consider uh, that things that they should, you know, really, really think about uh, when considering love, giving love a second chance. 
um, work on yourself. Ask yourself where you are in life, what mm-hmm. you want out of life, and if you're happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. Not with everybody around you or your surroundings or somebody making me happy because that only comes from within is what I've realized over the years. If you're not happy with yourself, there's no way anyone else will make you happy. And wow. also... Um, Before seeking help together, I always encourage people to go speak to somebody, a therapist, psychologist, whatever, by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, 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 I wouldn't say couple, I'm not a big proponent of couples therapy, but I always feel like when people go that route, um, before analyzing themselves, a lot of stuff comes out in those sessions and it can really (laughs) tear the, Mm -hmm the mm-hmm. marriage or the relationship apart. So really work on yourself before jumping into anything and, um, and communicate um, and spend mm. time with your spouse and your partner. You know, again, that's one thing that kind of organically happened with us where, um, you know, every Wednesday we just, you know, since I work on weekends sometimes and every Wednesday we find ourselves spending time together, watching TV, that became our date night. We never did that before. Yes. You know, and yes. you don't have to have a set date, but make time to do stuff together. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is be, I mean, you don't have to share friends. You don't have to have the same, you know, hobbies, but be part of each other's world. At least let each other know what's going on. Again, communicate. That's such a big, important thing. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're saying be intentional. Intentional, yes. <laughs> Love is intentional. Relationships yeah, are intentional, absolutely. right? Yes. Yep, if we yep, if we if we want successful relationships, we have to pay attention, and we have, and to, have to make work. sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're yes. Not, they're not easy. I think. I think you know. Um, over the years, over the past twenty years, we've been working at where we are today. You know, it mm-hmm. didn't just happen. So relationships are work. And you have to be willing and be present and be intentional. Well, I think if you're inspired, if your partner inspires you, you'd be willing to do the work. Guys, we're going to our final break. You're listening to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and my guest, Amanda Cumberbatch. We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you want to start living and not merely existing? Meet with Dr. Faith and learn to start laughing loudly and loving deeply right now. Gain insight. Resolve past debris. It's real answers to real problems. Call Dr. Faith at 212-729-5653 to find out more or visit drfaithbrown.com to schedule your free consultation. You'll find your first meeting to be a game changer. Mention you heard this on Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and receive 10% off your first service. Call 212-729-5653 or visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com. Collaboration is the new black. 
From intimate relationships to boardrooms, from ivory towers to hospitals and political roundtables, the art of collaboration seals the deal. Dr. Faith invites you to meet with her to get the blueprint to synergistic collaboration. Collaboration delivers innovative solutions, making the impossible possible and the undeliverable deliverable, all while reducing stress and increasing revenue. Visit Dr. Faith at drfaithbrown.com to learn more and to schedule your game-changing meeting today. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith. To reach the show today, feel free to send an email to askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's askdrfaith1 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Dr. Faith Brown. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and my guest, Miss Amanda Cumberbatch. Amanda, thank you so much for sharing uh, the intimacies of your story with us today. We're learning a lot about the importance of finding ourselves, evolving into our higher selves, and then uh, taking a second look at love once that process um, is complete. So let me just ask you this, because, um, and I I know we've kind of we've we've talked around this, but if we could become a little succinct in sharing with our audience two or three gems about how divorce actually helped your relationship, one you know two or three gems of how it actually helped your relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say for one, it will be sense of loss. You know, when you kind of lose someone that you deeply care about. Um, but they're not really gone. They're still there. So that, that having that void um, and giving, you know, getting the time to reflect on, on, well, this person was able to do this and was able to do that, and I don't have them anymore. So, you know, getting the time to sit with that wow. made a, such a big impact yes. on my life. And also, again, being able to have to not be financially um dependent on someone else and being able to find within, you know, develop myself, develop my skills mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. able to reunite with yes. everything that I've learned that worked, that we mm-hmm. became one at that point. We were able to work together. So, you know, developing myself during the divorce um, and, and kind of being, it's almost like somebody is, t- is grabbing you by the shoulders and shaking you and waking yes. you up. That's what I felt like. You know, I felt like I had lost everything and I had to really work on myself. Mm. And again, being able to bring that back into the relationship, it made it that much stronger. Being able to, having spent all that time by myself and then appreciating the company that I now had. So you Mm -hmm. became, you know, you learn to appreciate what you didn't have. Um, You learn to be able to communicate better. You learn to be able to, work on finances a lot better because I didn't have any of that during the divorce and I needed that. I mm-hmm. needed it. I mm-hmm. think he also mm-hmm. needed it because we had that emotional, you know, he was always emotionally detached and being able to see 
the pain in, in, you know, for him to also go through the pain of not having me there and not mm-hmm. having me fill those little voids in the household. That was also a wake-up call for both of us. Sure, um, sure, sure. So when we got back together, it was just, you know, not having that. It was, we just appreciated each other a lot more. Sure. Now, did you take any kind of courses or classes in effective communication, how one should communicate in a relationship, or did that happen organically or as a consequence of, one, what you guys had been through, and number two, the longevity of your relationship, having known one another? Um, it, it A combination of all the above, plus when I, in my grad uh, program, my grad school program, social justice, we learn a lot of uh, active listening skills. So that's mm. really helpful. I'm able to apply everything that I've learned throughout my social justice um, education years in life to this day. So that was very helpful. And again, it just happened organically where rather than becoming argumentative and debating, I'm able to just sit back and let him speak and just sit in my own thoughts. And that also yes. became part of being spending time by myself. And I just, you know, so it just worked. Active listening, active listening, operative words of the day, active listening (laughs) leads to effective communication. So, 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 so now you guys are contemplating, you know, we're at the point now where you're contemplating getting back together. And um, in reality, you're actually about to remarry. How uh, has that impacted your families, the family dynamic, his family and your family? Um, well, my family, again, they were, they've always questioned why did Amanda get divorced? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what happened? Um, so it took a little time, it took a while, it took a, it took some time to kind of get myself back, uh, integrated into his mm-hmm. family. They were mm-hmm. about, they always saw it as I left, I abandoned the family. He was the one suffering, but they never saw it from my perspective. So we just took our time. And rather than focusing on how it impacted our family outside of our household, we focus more on how it impacts our family inside with our family structure, ourselves and our kids. So that was our primary focus. We never really paid too much attention to the outside, you know, friends, family, what they might say, what they might think. We really focused on let's be here. Let's be present for our (laughs) kids who are teenagers. Let's work on, on, you know, mending the relationship between myself and my daughter, which became very, very stressed during the divorce. She was daddy's girl. So, you know, the, the relationship with our son. So we, we worked on that and we are, we are, we are great. We are really good. And now, you know, now that they're out of our house and they're grown, we, we spend, we are each other's best friends. You know, we are, we spend so much time together that we finish each other's sentences. We, <laughs> you know, we know what we, the other one is thinking. It's really disgusting, actually. It's like, wow. <laughs> uh, but that's well, actually, it's, you know, romantic. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. And well, we just, we know, we, we know that. Go ahead. No, please continue. No, I was saying that we just, we know that that we are going to spend the rest of our lives together. And, you know, it's actually funny and cute. And, you know, our kids make fun of us for that. (laughs) So... Yes, yes. What a beautiful, beautiful ending uh, to to, to such such a journey. You know, um, I think if there is... 
there are a couple of gems to come out of this story today. It is around effective communication and evolving into our higher selves, maturing and bringing all of that to the table. I want to applaud you, applaud Stephen for the courage that it takes to uh, decide that you're going to go your separate ways and then to seriously look yourselves in the mirror and go, you know, what can I do? How can I uh, build myself in a way that would be a positive contribution to this relationship? And then to even contemplate bringing it all back together. So my hat is off to the two of you. Um, and I just have one final question for you before we um Mm-hmm. break for the day sadly I, we just may have to pick up with this story later on because it sounds like a wedding is on the way <laughs> let me just ask you is it really better the second time around it's not better for everyone it's been amazing for us <laughs> so it's I, been amazing you know, for I know you. it's been beyond amazing I I wouldn't change my the hardships that I went through or that we both went through during our divorce for anything in the world because yes. it wouldn't put us in, in the situation and the position that we both are today. And we appreciate each other so much more and we value yes. each other and we respect and we trust each other so much more than we ever have and we ever will. So I, I, it's, it's been great. There's some people that this might not work. You know, once you have other situations and, and you know, there's, there's physical or mental or emotional yes. abuse, then you know it's time yes. to close that chapter. Um, but, you know, for us, it, there was nothing, any of that um, in the past. Yes. So it, it works. It worked and yes. it, it's working and it's, it's been amazing. I love that. Let me just say this in closing remarks, guys. Everyone can weigh in. All of us have friends. All of us, uh, all of us have families that may want and desire to weigh in our relationships. But at the end of the day, one of the things it sounds like Amanda is saying that caused the cohesion, caused them to come together is the fact that they didn't listen to the peanut gallery. They didn't listen to anyone on, on the outside. They learned to depend on one another and to pay attention to what was going on in the inside of their relationship. And that is key. Everyone will have an opinion, but at the end of the day, it really is about knowing you and knowing what you want, what the two of you want, and having that manifest. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda, for coming on the show and sharing your story, and we are hoping that we can get a part two in soon. (laughs) Oh, you will. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys, to all of our listeners here domestically and around the world. Thank you for joining Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith and my guest today, Amanda Cumberbatch. Until we meet again, take a little time to laugh a little louder, love a little deeply. Take care, guys. We love you. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Dr. Faith Brown hopes to speak to you again next week. And remember to always make time to laugh and love. 